After losing my mom, Tunde always came to comfort me after work. He would come with some ice cream, a deck of cards, and his laptop. It made me a compilation of Mohammed Ali's biggest fights, especially the ones after he came out of prison. <sighs> Tunde knows me well. Maybe a little too well. Anyway, when we cried, we had ice cream and watched the compilation to feel pumped. And when we weren't crying, we played some cards. It was our tradition that period of mourning. Then on one of these evenings, stuff about the past came up and we got talking about secondary school again. And at first, it only cracked us up like crazy. We laughed so hard that we cried. Our bellies ached and we definitely regurgitated some ice cream. But after a while, the mood began to change slowly. After cracking up about how dumb we were, Tunde asked me why I pushed him away in SS3. Okay, you should probably know that after the graduation in 2009, something kind of died in me. I stopped caring about sending stupid signals to a boy. All that mattered to me at that point was acing my final exams. Baby could have the head girl, but I wasn't going to let her be the overall best student at her own graduation. So, when Sunday was away for the long holiday, I walked my ass off. I had passed question for breakfast and chewed textbook for dinner. Even I didn't know I could read like that. But I guess I had a strong motivation. BB. And even when school resumed in September, I barely had time for Sunday. And unlike in SS2, it didn't bother to ask me what was wrong. And I wasn't cold or anything like in SS2. I honestly just didn't have his time. He would walk into my room with a deck of cards and see me studying. He would call me to eat with him and I would just be revising or something. I just didn't leave any space at all. Even though it drove me insane when I saw E and BB together and never took my eyes off the prize. And I did win. I was the best science student and overall best student in my set. I also had seven A's in my work. But at our graduation in 2010, I learned the most important lesson of my life. Success is nothing if you have no friend to share it with. I took home plenty of words and prizes that day, but I only had pictures with teachers and my parents. None of my mates or juniors came to snap with me, and I was not invited to any after party either. I cried so much that evening. And that was when Sunday finally confronted me. So there I was in my room, <laughs> like I didn't just come twenty her words. Then Sunday came in with a deck of cards and asked if I wanted to play. At first I was like, can this boy say that I'm crying? But then I realized that is why I was crying in the first place. I had missed my friend. So I got off my bed wiped my face and joined him on the carpet for some games. After about two rounds that I lost by the way, Tunde had really improved his card playing skills. Anyway, he asked me why I pushed him away. I know right, the same question he would ask me 10 years later. Of course the reason why he would ask again is because I never really gave him a good answer that night. This is what I said. I never pushed you away, Tunde. You did. 
With confusion in his face and surprise in his voice, he asked, I did? I know the guys listening to me now won't understand. You're probably thinking, it wasn't his fault that I got upset over one simple hug. You're probably right. The girls listening gets me though. Tunde knew that I wanted to be Edgar too, and he knew that Bibi was my rival. So why was it with her that day and not me? Of course, there's also the underlining big elephants that made it more painful. The fact that I'd been giving the stupid boy green lights for weeks. I was just about to reply Tunde when I had my dad make the loudest, scariest noise ever. It was like the mixture of a screeching car break and a crazy soccer fan shouting no over a lost bet. Mama just collapsed. Tunde and I couldn't finish our conversation. We rushed mom to the hospital and after a series of tests, we found out she had breast cancer. Of course, you know, mom gets well and lived eight good years before she finally left us. But between chemotherapy and house chores and getting admission to uni, Tunde and I never really came back to our conversation until this night in 2018. I guess I never accepted my first reply. This time, I had no bell to save me. It was just Tunde and I in my house. Mom wasn't fainting. Dad wasn't shouting. I had to tell Tunde the truth this time. It was dark. The laptop was the only source of light. We were on the couch with less than 500 centimeters between us. So... I spilled some ice cream and rushed to the kitchen to get a rug. I know, I know. That was not brave of me. But how do you tell your friend that you've always loved them? How do you say, hey, it was never just casual for me? How do you repaint years of memories in a different color? How? So there I was in my room. <laughs> like I didn't just come twenty her words. Then Sunday came in with a deck of cards and asked if I wanted to play. At first I was like, can this boy say that I'm crying? But then I realized that is why I was crying in the first place. I had missed my friend. So I got off my bed, wiped my face and joined him on the carpet for some games. After about two rounds that I lost by the way, Sunday had really improved his card playing skills. Anyway, he asked me why I pushed him away. I know, right? The same question he would ask me 10 years later. Of course, the reason why he would ask again is because I never really gave him a good answer that night. This is what I said. I never pushed you away, Tunde. You did. With confusion in his face and surprise in his voice, he asked, I did? I know the guys listening to me now won't understand. You're probably thinking, it wasn't his fault that I got upset over one simple hug. You're probably right. The girls listening gets me though. Tunde knew that I wanted to be Edgar too, and he knew that Bibi was my rival. So why was it with her that day and not me? Of course, there's also the underlining big elephants that made it more painful. The fact that I'd been giving the stupid boy green lights for weeks.
I was just about to reply Tunde when I had my dad make the loudest, scariest noise ever. It was like the mixture of a screeching car break and a crazy soccer fan shouting no over a lost bet. Mama just collapsed. Tunde and I couldn't finish our conversation. We rushed mom to the hospital and after a series of tests, we found out she had breast cancer. Of course, you know, mom gets well and lived eight good years before she finally left us. But between chemotherapy and house chores and getting admission to uni, Tunde and I never really came back to our conversation until this night in 2018. I guess I never accepted my first reply. This time, I had no bell to save me. It was just Tunde and I in my house. Mom wasn't fainting, dad wasn't shouting. I had to tell Tunde the truth this time. It was dark. The laptop was the only source of light. We were on the couch with less than 500 centimeters between us. So... I spilled some ice cream and rushed to the kitchen to get a rug. I know, I know. That was not brave of me. But how do you tell your friend that you've always loved them? How do you say, hey, it was never just casual for me? How do you repaint years of memories in a different color? How? I know what you're thinking. The girl with all the accolades and a special interest in boxing was hiding from a boy in her own house. It took me almost 10 minutes to find a rug that was right there on the kitchen table. And every time he asked if I was fine or needed help, I shouted no before he even finished asking. <laughs> Lol, don't slap me from there yet. You have probably been in my shoes before. Haven't you been afraid to love before? Afraid to let yourself go? Afraid to say, I'm all in on whatever happens? Haven't you played the scenario in your head so many times it almost become a real beautiful memory? One that makes you smile, that makes you look at the sky as though you wanted to float in it. Haven't you felt pain every time fear says, it's all in your head, it can never be? Haven't you? The interesting thing though is that nobody but her says it won't work. Nobody but her says it can't happen. Yet, just as if the impossibility of the idea is a constant attached to it, every time we dream, we say, nah, that can't happen. Not after we've tried. Not after we've taken steps and met obstruction. Not then. We say, nah, that can't happen. At the tail of each dream, <sighs> it is not enough to dream. We must believe. It is not enough to believe we must work. Truly, our greatest fear is not that we will fail. Our greatest fear is that we will succeed and soar beyond our wildest imaginations. Tunde eventually came into the kitchen and without saying anything, he kissed me. Let's pause right there. If I'll be honest, it was nice. <laughs> no. It was more than nice. It was like having my yin finally meet my yang. 
I felt more alive. For 10 seconds, I was yay all over my body until the tail kicked in. I literally pushed Tunde away from me. Yes, with my own hands. No, 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 I can't do this, I said. Mom just died. Our emotions are all over the place. Of course, Tunde knew that was all total bullshit. It wasn't like we started having feelings that day. He kissed me again, and I swear this time, I couldn't breathe for like two seconds. But again, my fears kicked in, and I stopped him, and said something I probably shouldn't have. Sunday, you kiss me now, and say you've always wanted to do this. But what's to say there isn't another BB in your life that I should be worried about? BB? What are you talking about? He asked. I reminded him. And I swear I haven't seen Tunde more upset before. His voice was all shaky. His hands too. He said, why do I always push him away when things are about to be great between us? He accused me of being afraid to love. I couldn't just stand there and take it too. So I said, well, it was probably a womanizer like his colleagues in the industry. Tunde was so hungry. He had no words to reply. He stormed out of the kitchen and then out of my house. For about a minute, I kept asking myself why I did that. Then, Tunde came back in. He must have come back for me. I was getting ready to apologize. I was going to say I knew it was different and I don't know why I said those things when... He grabbed his laptop and said, I need it for work.